I'm Jolene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection. The connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card. But making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. Well, good day. It's Delene Allen, network equals net worth. Welcome to our podcast. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Nick Ogden from Press Realty. Nick takes pride in his attention to detail and client relationships in an effort to make sure every I is dotted and every T is crossed. He is an intersectional thinker where he strives to create safe and welcoming spaces for everyone in the conversation and community. Although Nick was originally born in Massachusetts, he grew up in Clayton Park, Halifax, where he watched his community rapidly change year after year. Since 2013, Nick pursued post-secondary education in audio engineering and a bachelor's degree in business management at Dalhousie University. Although his interest in real estate was peaked at a young age, he found it aligned with his passion for business as an adult and has since owned and managed income properties since 2018, where Nick is starting his career with experience on the other side of the license. He, he comes with an intimate understanding of the budgetary constraints of a first-time home buyer. Nick will be sure to use his personal experiences to create an exciting and a comfortable journey from offering to closing. And isn't purchasing a house um, one of the most stressful times in a person's life, Nick? Tell us about that. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, you're usually dealing with someone's um, typically largest purchase of their, you entire life often. Um, some folks, uh, you know, may only have one purchase of that scale uh, their entire life. You know, the average in Canada, people move between five, uh, once every five to seven years, I think it is. Um, so it's not uncommon for people to move often now. Uh, but I think that trend is somewhat slowing a little bit. So you are dealing with high stress, high emotion, uh, tight timelines, and often dealing with a language that people don't have any understanding of. They've never been taught how to talk real estate, how to understand it, the vocabulary, any of it. Um, and so, you know, what I try and do is pull that all aside, give them all the information, and they can uh, make a really easy-ish decision and feel confident in their decision. Well, you know, it's interesting. Over our lifetime, Joe and I have moved several times because we've lived in different provinces. And so same thing, buying and selling a house we have done on several occasions. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you, it's not until B and I and I got to meet realtors like you, Nick, who really do understand absolutely every little thing that goes into the buying and selling of a house. Because if I were to say a list, are there not maybe about eight, 10 or 12 things that you have to pay that has nothing to do with the price? 
Yeah, there's definitely the closing costs on either side of the purchase. You obviously um, have significant costs when purchasing outside of the, the purchase price. Um, and, you know, often we, we encourage folks to have between three to 4% on top of their down payment and on top of all of the other um, costs for their closing. Um, that way you either have just the right amount or often a little bit of excess and we try and tread with caution um, so people can really feel safe in their, their uh, process um, and that they know that they're, they're getting good advice so they're not scrambling at the last minute for that last you know, couple thousand dollars. Well, and it, it honestly varies across Canada. Like you said, you moved between provinces and there's a reason why I'm not allowed to practice in New Brunswick, Ontario, anywhere outside Nova Scotia because even within those provinces, there are distinct differences on how to trade. And so it does make it that much more complicated for folks that are moving into province because they may have bought a home before, but they haven't bought a home here before. Exactly. So you have to learn exactly. that whole new language over again. Right. Well, and, and certainly since COVID, um, look at the changes that have made with the real estate board, but also in transactions in general. I mean, mm -hmm. have you, you know, the odds of me ever hearing of somebody actually purchasing a house without physically being there was like, wow, really? And, and yeah. you tell me a story about that, Nick, because that's got to blow your stocks off. Yeah, I've had uh, two somewhat virtual transactions. Um, one was 100% virtual um, and the clients never actually saw the home until closing day. Um, and I think there was definitely some learning curves for myself and obviously the client, uh, because again, they were buying out a province and they didn't quite, um, I think, know everything that happened in Nova Scotia. There were some rather large differences between their home province and ours on how to transact. Um, and that led to some complications. And then there were some other things, you know, on the peripheral that kind of complicated the whole situation. Um, but they purchased a home without seeing it um, until we actually closed on closing day. Uh, and, you know, high stress, you want to talk about high stress, that's uh, something that I, you know, strongly discourage people to do. And I know people come from, you know, far afield, other countries across the Atlantic, Pacific, what have you. Um, but even if you can make one trip, one buying trip in, may it be for a week, a few days, we're moving into a slower market. So you actually have what you used to have on viewing tours where you could go around maybe multiple times, see the same home and actually spend a few hours uh, or a few days looking at properties uh, within your budget, within your area. And I just closed on a home yesterday, actually, with someone that I would say bought half virtually. So they came in for the viewings. They came in for the inspection, which was great. Um, we got them all situated and happy. But then for closing, they had they weren't here yesterday for closing. So we did a virtual tour. And you know, between Zoom, iMessenger, if you have that, um, Google Meet, uh, WhatsApp, all the I would say updated and well taken care of. Um, virtual meeting apps, video meeting apps is really making it that much more uh, accessible for people to buy overseas or, you know, what have you. Um, so I, uh, you know, I think it's, it's still fine to do, um, but you really should have some transactions on your belt beforehand. 
the people that we closed with yesterday, this was their first home. They're moving from Quebec. Um, so again, completely different system. They're also uh, three years new to Canada. So again, they're learning a new language. They're actually learning uh, English um, to a degree. And they're also learning another language within that. Real estate language is somewhat complicated. Um, the terminology isn't always straightforward. There are multiple ways to describe something. Um, and so we did a good job. They move in like, uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, and all else being equal, they're happy. They're, they're good to go. And uh, it's, yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend it for everyone. But if you have that level of comfortability with the unknown, go for it. Excellent. Well, watch. I don't know if I could do that. I want to feel the energy of the place. But anyway, but that yeah. that speaks volumes, Nick, to your customer service skills. The fact that you are that invested in your client to be able to actually make that happen and have people comfortable enough. Again, just like you said, major purchase. And huge. yeah, huge, huge purchase. Yeah. And like, you know, for the amount of hours put in, um, for an actual transaction is one thing, but you know, versus what you're getting paid, we'll say per hour. Um, but that is the key. That's the nugget right there, right? It's about providing that service quality, that service level that some people may have never had before um, that justifies our price tag, right? Wow. Like yeah. we hold a lot of liability. We hold a lot of responsibility and we need to be as transparent, as communicative, all of these things that make people trust that what you're saying, what you're showing to them virtually yep. or in person, it still holds yep. true if they're here in person that, you know, we are their trusted advisors, right? Yep. Like we, as what we say at press is like, we don't sell real estate. We cause real estate to sell, right? So we are the bigger picture making sure that everything's taken care of, that clients and customers can feel as though they are secure in their purchase. Yep. Well, and, and so another thing that, that speaks to me about what goes on here, because um, I knew somebody, it was an offspring of a friend, and they were purchasing a house, but the house needed remodeling. So they took the purchase price of the house, plus the extra money to redo a kitchen and a bathroom, thinking that, that this was going to be enough. But it was a fairly new realtor because it was a friend. And yeah. when it came time, there was no kitchen renovation happening because of all of the extras that they were not explained about. And you want to yeah. go like, and you know, it's going to take them how many years of, after getting into this new house to save up the money to turn around and do that. Right. And you know, you're, you're, and I, you know, this is something that uh, I talk about often and people, I don't think really um, think about as much as they should. Real estate is very intimate. You really, especially as an agent, get the opportunity to work with someone at one of their most vulnerable times in their lives. Um, and the fact that we get to you know, share that with them and guide them and be that coach is something extraordinary for a lot of people, especially if they're, like they're buying it for themselves, like a home. A home isn't just a physical space, right? It's very emotional. Um, there's all of these things that we can't touch, we can't feel that really play an impact. And, you know, to that example, exa exactly, like we really as, as, you know, not gatekeepers, but I would say like ushers of the whole transaction, like we really have to take that responsibility on, yeah. right? If you're not well, willing, so, then get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when somebody from start to finish has a really great experience, 
And, mm. and I hear more bad experiences than great that, that the people that really do care about the person and the outcome more yeah. than just like you said, more than just selling a property because it yeah. is, I mean, it's, you know, where they're going to make memories for, you know, again, even if it is the average five to seven years that a house, you know, somebody might move, that's still a lot of living that happens in that place, isn't it? Absolutely. Like real estate is all about relationships, right? Um, again, like we don't sell real estate, we sell the relationship because the real estate to sell and that in itself is so many little things, so many little relationships along the way. It's why it's really important to have a really tight knit referral base for those really key individuals that help that transaction move along. May that be your inspector, may that be insurance, uh, lawyers, huge, uh, mortgage brokers, massive, you know, th people like that. Like I keep my sphere of those specific individuals very, very tight because I know my work ethic, my work mentality and the way that I work doesn't always jive with a lot of people, but the people that I do have in that sphere provide the same quality of uh, service. They understand, you know, the whole transaction and they're experts in their field, right? Like yeah. you can be an expert in your field, but you may not or give the best service quality, right? You may give the best service quality, but you may not be an expert in your field, right? So you yeah. try and find that cross section where you feel comfortable as an agent referring out, right? Exactly. Oh, and that same thing that can go sideways, but mm -hmm. when it's a good thing, it's win, win, win. And that I love win, win, win. When everybody wins, it's mm -hmm. a good day. So mm -hmm. now, Nick, um, when you started in real estate, I know that they give some phenomenal training, but what were some of the tips that they taught you about networking or growing that referral base? Um, then the other thing that we'll, maybe we'll talk about that in the second part, but Nick, I want to know, since you started real estate and COVID happened, how many things have changed in your industry? Like, Yeah, I mean, so I got my license kind of in the thick of COVID, but I would have transacted uh, before uh, COVID. And I mean, before it was much more high touch, to be honest with you, especially as a consumer, like you were really able to spend a lot of time. Um, and things I think were a little less transparent. I think through the entire COVID process of kind of getting through it as a society, we've really demanded transparency from our stakeholders. And I think that's been a really big shift. Uh, we're seeing a lot more need for transparency, communication heavy. Um, and I mean, even how we transact is a little bit different. Um, some of the forms and procedures are a little bit more kind of tailored in. Um, and, you know, especially through the thick of COVID, like you were masked up, hand sanitizer was your best friend, boots and shoes were left usually outside. Um, some higher end properties gave you fresh booties to wear throughout the house. Um, and, you were not in the house when the, the homeowner was there, unless there was a special situation. And I mean, if you're going into a tenanted property, you're adding another layer of complication to that, right? Where you're dealing with a seller who doesn't have 100% control over the physical space. So you don't know the cleanliness per se. You don't know, um, you know how the tenants react. Uh, they just add the whole other layer of complication. And so the actual physicality of the transaction got a little bit more restrained, um, which I think is still, you're still seeing it right now. People are still really nervous. I mean, you know, yourself, Deline, would you want 300 people going through your home right now? Probably not. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So you really have to kind of be comfortable with that, 
less than sterile environment as a homeowner. Um, and I mean, a lot of folks are, people generally are clean. I think uh, people usually have uh, good intentions and they full-heartedly want to transact in your home. Um, but there's still that level of uncertainty you know, and uh, being a little bit uncomfortable um, that people need to be okay with. Yeah. And so um, multiple, you know, again, especially let's say with home, first time home buyers or people that have to move like military mm. or somebody who's being transferred because of their job um, and they had to buy a house yeah. and like, like give us some examples of how many, how many offers might've gone in on a property at the height of the craziness and yeah. how that's changed a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, you're still seeing it somewhat pocketed. There's still some, especially in, in Halifax, HRM, um, Halifax Regional Municipality, you're seeing some pretty hot markets still like Sackville, for example, uh, is still really hot. You're probably going to get into like low multiples there. Um, but I mean, across the city, as long as you're below that million dollar mark, I mean, even above um, at listing, I should say, uh, you were probably competing against 15 other people. I had, you know, there was a situation in Sackville for a Sammy that I was bidding on with a client. I think we were against 40 other people. Wow. Yeah, there's a, there's a kind of infamous transaction in uh, Fairview that was listed maybe a little low, but that's fine. They drove traffic, um, did their thing, and they, I think, got 67 offers. And people what did were it end up selling like for? fighting to get through it, yeah. So, and what did it sell for? Like, how much over asking? I would say a hundred percent over asking. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. pretty phenomenal. It, uh, it was interesting to watch. <laughs> no one, we went through, but none of my clients offered. They kind of saw what was happening said, no, I'm okay. And then you, you transitioned to now where, you know, interest rates are, I would say almost back to normal. They should be hovering around five, 6%, um, which was part of the reason why uh, you're getting such high multiples um, a couple months ago. Inventory is increasing, which is good. Things are staying on the market longer. I think in HRM, we're seeing uh, the average home sit on the market for nine days before it was four, which is which is great. Uh, our months of supply, I think, have gone from 0.3, so that's a week, week and a bit, to 1.3, 1.4 months. So uh, seven to eight weeks, I believe. Uh, so back to a slightly more normal well, we're, we're slowly hedging there. Yeah, like we really should be at three months of inventory to have a true balanced market. Yep. So we're, I don't think we're going to be there for quite some time. I think yep. we're just kind of getting less frenzy. Um, you're still going to probably have competition to a degree. Um, I think if you price accordingly, which is another thing to maybe talk about, listing strategy. During the height of the pandemic, people listed low to drive traffic to get that price really up. Now, people are not really, especially buyers, are not willing to play that uh, that game anymore. They're feeling very fatigued. Um, even as new entrants to the market, they just feel fatigued from kind of having their eye on it. And so agents are predominantly pushing sellers to kind of switch their thinking and, and kind of more traditionally say, listed at where you wanted to transact, maybe expect, you know, a two to 3% over under on that number and be comfortable with what we're listing it at, right? You have all of these data points around you in the last few months saying, this is where the trend is. Let's not try and go here. Let's not try and go here. Let's cut it right in the middle, have a fair assessment of your home and kind of bring some normality back to the market, right? So buyers can feel comfortable. Sellers can feel comfortable because you think about the, the vulnerability from a seller standpoint, where you're in such a tumultuous market, you have no idea what you're going to get. As agents three or four months ago, 
we couldn't tell you, right? The market would take it, but now we have a, a really good understanding of kind of what's happening. And data really means a whole lot more, right? There's less, maybe less emotion in the whole transaction and bidding process now, or data is driving the, the whole system right now. So it's, it's a good shift and it's where it should be, to be honest with you. So welcome back, Nick. So you, you earlier in our chat, you talked about having referral partners. And I love that, that what you spoke of, that to take the time to invest in getting to know, like, and trust people so that you can build that contacts for your power team for you. So why don't you share a little bit on, because here's the thing I find about realtors. If you're a new realtor, you go to every mortgage broker. If you're a new mortgage broker, you go to every realtor. And I tease people yeah. and say, it's like winking in the dark, you, you know? We've got to expand our horizons. So tell us more about um, that wonderful service you offer to your clients. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, the, I would say the core few people that are around me that I really recommend would be my mortgage broker or mortgage specialist, my lawyers, um, my home inspectors. Um, and I would also say my uh, um, like septic and well inspectors as well. They're often two different people. Um, and then insurance. I'm honestly still looking for an insurance person. If someone out there in the BNI network wants to connect, give me a shout. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I really kind of tailor it down. I did kind of refer out or give, you know, three or four names per individual, like per um, like work segment for my mortgage brokers, for example, like I'll give two names, right? And generally those people work somewhat differently a little bit. And I kind of refer each one to a specific individual. So like if the client is um, of a certain um, kind of trait, I'll say, you know, X, Y, Z is good for you. And then Y, W, Z is good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially yeah. for lawyers as well. Lawyers are such a critical point in the whole transaction. Um, that's some, especially if you're a new home buyer, uh, you really do a, like the lawyers do a really good job of kind of like taking you, putting that nice warm blanket around you and just kind of, you know, making sure everything's okay and explaining everything. So I have a couple lawyers that do a fantastic job of that. Um, and then I have one that doesn't. And the one that doesn't is no worse, no better than the others. They do the same job. They're on my team for a reason, but I wouldn't refer a new home buyer to them. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. It's like matchmaking, right? 100%. It's like yeah. what you do, Delene, right? Yeah. Like, get well, you when, exactly. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'll give you an example. The other person you might want to add to your team is a painter because we have a BNI member, he's a painter, and he mm -hmm. carries everybody's business card. And at the end of when he, um, when he has finished a job, he'll give somebody a paint tray, a roller, little can of the colors of paint he used. And he says, you need a touch up, here you go, which is such a brilliant idea. That's number one. But he also makes sure that every BNI member in his chapter also has all of the cards. So when he goes in, let's say if he's painting somebody's house, he goes, you selling your house? I got a great realtor. Right. You're painting your house. You got to be like, uh, or are you going to, you know, going to have appraiser come in because you need to uh, renew your mortgage. I get a great mortgage broker. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the people, some people are just natural connectors. And mm -hmm. then some people, it's not that we're not, but we were never taught. It's like financial literacy. Purchasing uh, a yeah. house now, thanks to what I learned from you, Nick, every mm -hmm. week at a BNI meeting is, Oh my God, I never thought of that, right? And I've bought a lot of houses, okay? So you teach the fine points of 
Wow. And so I love the fact that that I learned so much from you that really helps me if I hear somebody talking about Ooh. real estate. It's like, do you know this? Like, I never knew what title insurance was. And you want to go, that is the best thing that I swear most people do not even know what it is, but what it can do if you purchase an older property, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, so let's say, again, maybe share a story of how one of those referral partners was able to step up to the plate and save a deal from closing, uh, you know, from not closing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he isn't part of B&I, unfortunately, but my, my mortgage broker, Nick Davis with Premier, um, he is my ride or die mortgage broker. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he has definitely received from, from me some skeptical clients that are fantastic people, but just have some, interesting environments that they have in their financial world. I'm putting this very broadly, I know. Um, but he has definitely taken those files and brought them across the finish line. And I mean, something more recently closed on, like we both were like, I don't know, like we're really trying here. We're both doing our part, getting all the jigsaw pieces together, making that 3D puzzle of the house kind of come together. But there's always that few pieces of the foundation. You're like, I don't know, man. And we kind of got the whole thing together. And he, he honestly saved the deal. Um, I've, I have more than once for me. I'm not going to lie. He's a yeah. fantastic mortgage broker. Nick Davis with Premier is just, uh, yeah, he's my ride or die. And I recommend him Excellent. to everyone. Well, and, and here's the thing. I'll tell you another story, but another realtor, he, uh, this person was referred to him. So they're buying a house and he said, I got a great mortgage broker. They said, no, we have a great mortgage broker. And he said, well, I, you know, if you need anybody else, like home and auto, get a great home and auto guy. No, no, we're all good. Right. Down to the wire. Right. And the ho home and auto person bails on him. And luckily one of our BNI members who has a cell phone number on his business card, yeah. because he's not a call center and he managed to get the deal through. So yeah you know, and quickly. And then mm. the mortgage broker they had, you know, just when they think, oh, okay, home and auto. Oh, and then it's like mortgage person just disappears. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, do you have that mortgage broker? Yes. And that person came through. So again, when you've got referral partners and it does take time, does, doesn't it, Nick, to sort of develop those? Give us a tip yeah. on that. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, you know, the home inspector from, from my chapter at uh, Halifax Central, Sarah Sutherland, you know, I think she is the pinnacle of what new business people should be like. Um, Sarah is so kind, so knowledgeable, so understanding of situation. And, she, and again, much like the lawyers for first time home buyers, takes that warm blanket and kind of puts it around them and really goes through the home at excess detail like she is so knowledgeable and doesn't blow things out of the water that aren't big big deals but should definitely be top of mind you know like i and her and i work really well together we have the same sort of approach to uh how um how those sort of conversations should go a systems-based approach is like your your heating system your water system your roof strike system your uh structure of the home, those things are the big, like, Ooh, if those are bad, we got a problem. But all the little other things, she definitely is like, oh, that's a problem, but won't impact blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. your life in this home won't be subject to the wrong color paint, unless 
somehow paint color affects you that much, you know, but a roof caving in or, you know, your furnace not working, things like that. Those are big things that Sarah, again, doesn't blow to proportion, but brings you into reality to make you understand maybe not full hardly, but enough to make a decision that, Oh, that is a problem. Nick, what do we do about this? And I say, Hey, client, let's do this about it. Right. So well, and, and Sarah Sutherland for Blue Nose Inspection, truly. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I, of course, like, she's a woman. And that's huge. Like, that's not yeah. something to gloss over. Like, I yeah. don't know any other female home inspector. That is a yeah. massive plus for her. Um, and again, I tout her as much as possible. She is fantastic. Um, she's my ride or die home inspector. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, and, and, you know, you said a couple of things that were really important there. How many times I have a niece right now who she and her partner are looking to purchase a home and she goes, I don't like the color. And you want to go worry about the roof, worry about the foundation, tack with the color. But you know, it's like the, what do they call it? The cosmetic things. You want to go, that's not what you're buying. You can paint. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some cosmetic things like, you know, damaged kitchen cabinets, for example, that is cosmetic. But those are expensive things. Paint yes. for, is not that expensive, you know. Yes. A couple small holes in the wall from someone's piece of art, not a hard thing to do. Give right. me a spackle and some putty, and I'll do it over for you. Don't worry yeah. about it, you know. Exactly. Like, and I think you know that's a, a fun conversation to have with clients sometimes because their expectations are here and what we can and should be able to get off the purchase price, but they really should just be right about there, you know. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Any last minute tips that you want to add? I've so enjoyed talking to you, Nick. You just are wealth of information. I mean, I think for every, especially first time home buyer, vet everyone you're working with, you know, and I tell, especially first time home buyers to come talk to me first, go talk to another uh, real estate agent. Generally we'll all offer the same thing. I know what I offer. I know my service quality but it's how I work that some people may or may not enjoy. Um, So far that everyone's enjoyed it, which is great. Um, But vet everyone you work with, not every recommendation not every referral is gold, right? Have multiple conversations. And if they're good at what they do, they should not be offended at all. Put us against one another. We already are. So, you know, don't do it in a mean way, do it in an honest way. But we should not be upset if you if you want to go talk to another mortgage broker, another real estate agent, another lawyer, right? Like, be well, honest. If ever there was a time that you need some guidance, it's certainly mm-hmm. been in the last few years in the real estate market in Atlantic Canada because it's Absolutely. been. Yeah, like never before. So thanks so much for visiting Network Equals Net Worth. Everybody's got a story to share, and I'd love to hear yours. This was Nick Ogden from Press Realty and Delene Allen from Network Equals Net Worth. You have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for listening. What you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.